Welcome into another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. I am your host, Blythe Brimleave, and since July, I've been planning a road series to conduct interviews with everyone from executives to creators within the logistics industry. It's been a chance for me to move those digital first conversations that I've been doing over the last year and cultivate those lessons learned in the digital first environment to an in-person conversational environment. And the difference between the two has been dramatic. As sort of a peek behind my content creation workflow, I typically over-prepare, like by a lot. But what I quickly learned during this process is that interviews don't need to be as structured when you're sitting face-to-face with someone and simply having a conversation. All of this to say that conversations like what you're about to hear in this episode are as genuine as they come. No questions were off limits and no scripts were read. Just people within the freight world sharing their experiences that hopefully you can pull a little insight from and apply it to your business. In this episode, we're chatting with former driver and now owner of Innovative Logistics Group, Adam Wingfield, on the challenges of the perceived driver shortage. Adam breaks down how trucking has an image problem and the coolest aspects of the job aren't being talked about enough. He drops a lot of gems in this combo, so I hope y'all enjoy it as much as I did. Here's Adam. Welcome into another edition of Cyberly Hits the Road. We're joined today with Adam Wingfield. He is the managing partner of Innovative Logistics Group. Adam, welcome in. How, how does it feel to be to be attending a live conference again? It's, it feels great. It feels great. It's like a breath of fresh air being able to interact with people, especially in the industry. So I'm excited about it. And, and uh, when was the last time you went to a conference? Ooh, you know, it's almost I would say two years ago. Um, actually, two and a half years ago. Oh wow! Now, so it's been it's been quite a while. It's been quite a while. Yeah, so. me too. It's it's been about the same yeah, time yeah, that, since been I've been out. Yeah. How? What was your reaction? Initial reaction when they when when PCS Software asked you to speak? You were you did you jump at the chance or were you a little hesitant? No, no, I jumped at it. You know, I think that it's it's one of those things where I think that the people need to you know be well informed and we need to get the opportunity to see a lot of different sides and it's a lot of change that needs to happen in the industry and I think that being a proponent of that change, we got to speak about it. Oh, I love that. that that's mm-hmm. a perfect segue into our topic because you're you're here to help companies recognize that that, that the power of technology between 3PLs and shippers. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. That's right. We really want to try to create better synergy between 3PLs, shippers, and drivers as well. A lot of drivers adapt a lot of old methods. A lot of companies adapt old methods. So we're trying to bridge that gap. And that's the whole purpose of our breakout session this week. And, and what are some of those key topics that, that you're going to be covering? One of the things is really the transition of trust and really being able to show the trust between the brokers and shippers to the carriers and drivers. A lot of times that's broken. So we're going to talk about what we could do to bridge that gap. And there's a lot of methods that are outdated that we're going to talk about how we can kind of move past that and be a little bit more familiar with adapting that tech. What, what are, uh, give us a couple of the, those methods that are outdated. So the most common outdated method is signing a bill of lading. I have mm. no idea why <laughs> we still in 2021 taking a handwritten paper, signing it and actually submitting it to the factoring companies and get this, when a factoring company gets it and it doesn't have all four sides of it, they send it back and say, oh no, we need a better copy. So we need to come up and we need to adopt better, better ways to justify proof of deliveries and things like that. So we really want to talk about how we can get that narrative to move that narrative forward. Mm. And then also a lot of the older generation that is in the trucking industry. So the trucking industry obviously is, is, is a dated industry. A lot of them are not really proponents of change. You know, it took us a long time to get on board with the ELD, uh, mm-hmm. ELD concept. True. 
So you got to think about all these other concepts, you know, moving fast forward into the future, we've got to really kind of work our way through that. So we want to talk about those change management things that's necessary to make that make that work for us. And, and just to back it up a little bit, how did you first get into the industry? Oh, wow. Is it like a family operation yeah. or because like, a lot of people come in through, through family? Yeah, I, w- I came in just, you know, honestly, since I was a kid, you know, I've always been around like farm. And I was big, in, you know, big in playing with Matchbox toys when I was a little kid. And I've always wanted to be a truck driver. Truck driving has been in my blood. Um, but I really didn't know, you know, what I really wanted to do beyond that. I knew that once I got involved into it, I got my CDL when I was 21 years old. So as soon as I was able to get behind the wheel of a truck, I did that. But I didn't really know what it was going to take me. I thought fleet ownership was going to be the way to go. But I realized there were so many people need help. You know, I knew there were so many people out there. I saw such big gaps in education. I saw so, such big gaps in just business acumen and, and financial literacy and things like that between owner operators, which caused a lot of them to fail. So I decided that really going into the consulting space and really helping people and really showing people the right way to do it is really what kind of kind of you know moved me into this position that I am now. Nice. And, and so how long did it take for you to make that that transition from being a driver to now a business operator consulting others? Probably about 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, okay. it took about 10 years. I got behind the wheel, got some really good experience. I wanted to learn from the inside out. You know, I wanted to be able to be out there. I wanted to build a business from the inside out. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people you know, have their own methods of, 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 of establishing entrepreneurship. Mine was I wanted to be at the very ground floor. I don't want to be able I wanted to be able to see it, you know, for what it was. I wanted to live the lifestyle. I wanted to make it. I wanted to feel it all. Mm-hmm. And because I was able to do that, it gives me an easy transition in education and also allows me to see things that a lot of people didn't see. And, and you, you, you've mentioned education a couple times. I mean, that's something I feel like that has just been kind of blowing up in the industry mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the, the, the biggest educational gaps from someone who just wants to get started in trucking and has no idea where to begin? Fantastic question. Compliance is the number one gap mm-hmm. because I think it's not even just compliance. I guess it's over the interpretation of compliance, because if you look at the FMCSA regulation handbook, it's about that thick. Right. <laughs> so when you think about someone who has no idea that they get into a federally regulated industry, they don't even know where to start. So that's one of the biggest gaps. And then the other biggest gap is, to me, is the profitability side, understanding how to manage their profits, understanding how to read their margins. Trucking as a whole is a low margin industry, you know, for, for, you know, for lack of a better word, it is. This year is kind of a little bit of a blip on the radar because of the, the you know, obviously because rates are where they are now. But generally, trucking is a, is a lower margin industry. The most important thing is teaching people how to manage margins and how to manage their operating costs so they can stay successful. And, and, and how long does it take, I guess, for an average person to, to start off driving and then maybe start adding more trucks to their fleet? Well, it's a slow process. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, they jump a lot quicker than they probably should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at profitabilities as a whole, if you're doing 20 to 25 percent profit on a truck, you're doing pretty good. So if you think about it, if you gross in 200,000, that means you're going to bring back about 40,000 to the truck. If you bring back $40,000 a year, really not a whole lot in profit if you really want to look at it from the grand scheme of things. So when you think about scaling your business, it really has to be a calculated approach. It also has to be a strategic approach. You got to have some working capital. You got to think about what that scaling looks like. And then eventually you're able to do so. So, you know, some people do four in a year. Some people do one or two a year. Some people I've seen do six and seven a year. It really just depends. Each business is different. Each owner is different in terms of how they grasp the concept of scaling. And each owner has their own, you know, difference of opinions on where they need to be, you know, a year, two years, three years down the road. Now, now, as far as like your business is concerned, who mm-hmm. do you primarily help? Or is it that newcomer? Mm-hmm. Or is that that newcomer that's looking to grow? With both. So mm-hmm. 
you know, when you think about the industry, 97% of the industry is is involved of, of drivers, not just drivers, but owners that own less than 10 trucks. Hmm. So it's the small carriers that move the, the country forward. So our focus is that niche. You know, our niche is the smaller carriers, less than 10 trucks, really to help them, give them the balance that they need. Because if you think about 97% of the, the, the general trucking populations is just the small guys, just like us. But you think about the failure rates are 80 percent. So think about that. You got 80 percent of the 97 percent that are wow. really not successful. So that's why we focus so heavily in that space. And that's where my, my passion is to make sure that we give them the educational principles that they need, the financial literacy, the business, the business acumen and all the resources that they need to make sure that they're successful along the way. Now, a lot of these companies, they have so much, or a lot of the bigger guys, they have so much tech and they have the budget mm-hmm. to purchase that yeah. tech. What What are some technological options that some of the smaller guys can take advantage of without breaking the bank? You know, that's a great question because there are some amazing TMS systems, which is a basic back offs for a trucking company. You know, for every business you have, you have to have some sort of some sort of reporting, some sort of back office where you can look at your business at a snapshot. There's some, and, I'm, and I won't name them, but there's some really, really inexpensive TMS systems. There's some free TMS systems out here that they can use to help them get their business in order and get into one space, a lot of times it's just awareness. It's just really having that, that, that occupational awareness to understand what those resources are and then not just being aware how to use them and how to use them for their benefit. So that's what we work with teaching those, those carriers to do so. We offer solutions from a variety of different platforms from a very inexpensive to you know the most robust, but we always make sure it fits the need. So it's almost like you're, you're helping them build a tech stack that, that's exactly. suitable for every Every aspect, exactly. the, the financial side, the educational side. Exactly. Because I think that it, it, a lot of times with these new platforms, people will just say, oh, it's, it's a shiny new toy. Mm-hmm. This will help solve all of my problems. Let me just go ahead and buy it. And then mm-hmm. they realize that you know, maybe it's their processes exactly. that are broken. And then they have to train their staff in order to, to learn the system, too. Are there any other, I guess, uh, ways that you, that you help them evolve through that process? Is it, or is it really just building that custom package depending on their needs? It depends on your needs. you got to build a custom package depending our needs because everybody has a different level of, of where they are in terms of where they as far as skill set when I think about just overall business skill set and you know obviously we all have different skills that we're great at and some things that we're not good at mm-hmm. so it all depends on what that owner and that business owner has needs we have custom dashboards that we use as well to kind of take data and help them to understand and see it at much more of a global viewpoint mm-hmm. to make it really really simple where we ask for certain KPIs I'm a big KPI person so I you know I believe if you measure it you can improve it mm-hmm. so if you see the smallest KPIs that can really impact impact the business long term and then show them what that impact would be, then you'll see them more apt to work towards improving those certain things and then seeing them see those results and how they can look back and magnify those results is what brings a passion home for us. Nice. So, so what about as far as what the trucking industry is still missing? Uh, what do you think that, that desperately needs to improve, whether it's education or tech or, or retention? I think it's a lot of that. I mean, I think education is big. I think trucking has so many different people who are quote unquote, you know, just just the I don't want to say the gurus or the, the wizards. You got so many wizards out there um, that really don't have the, the validated space to, to do that. You know, they may be good in one little area, but then they try to uh, encapsulate a bigger platform, which may not be their place. Hmm. So I see that. I also see that there's missing tech. You know, you think about ELDs, right? Like, I, and I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not big on, you know, I, I was a 
at one point in my life, I wanted to be an airline pilot when I was really, really little. And even back then, they had the black boxes in, those, in the yeah. airplanes. So they just started doing ELDs just a few years oh, ago. Wow. And I'm like, how did we get that far behind? Um, you know, and I just think about that. We just, I think there's a, there's a huge gap in that. I think it's a huge gap in overall diversity of thought and diversity mm-hmm. of folks in the industry. So the industry still lacks diversity. And I think that's something that's, that's major, too, is the reason why we're still a little stagnant in terms of where we should be. What do you think that the industry can do better as a whole to, to, to better that, that diversity that they're clearly lacking? I think things like this just to really just, just to open up and be more intentional. Diversity is intentional. It can't just, it's just like, you know, when, you, when you're hiring, you're looking for great talent. You can't just hope, like post and pray where you mm-hmm. just hope they land in your lap. You got to go out. You got to be intentional. You got to be intentional and see what those leaders are doing in different areas and what their different strengths and skill sets are. And you got to plug them into the gaps where mm-hmm. we see the industry gaps. You know, there's got to be great tech companies out there that are on a smaller platform that may be doing amazing things that we need to put those into the forefront, right? There may be other like institutions or associations that are pushing a culture really, really forward, really, really strong that we've got to magnify and we've got to show folks through that. The biggest thing that I think is missing out of the trucking industry is just the word cool. Trucking is not cool. And I think that when you think about when you graduate high school, you don't want to graduate and be a truck driver. When you go to college, you don't go to college to be in trucking, mm-hmm. right? Trucking just needs cool, and I want to work on helping bring cool to trucking. But how are you? How are you doing that? Tech, What's a couple days? Tech is huge. <laughs> tech make tech cool. Make it mm-hmm. cool to, to to be a driver. Make it okay to be a driver. I started off being a driver, and I never hide the fact that I was the one that was sleeping in the sleeper berths and sleeping at shippers and sleeping at Walmart parking lots. It's cool because look where I am now, and and you know just not saying that uh, from any other standpoint, but that if I can do it, anybody can do it, right. and, and that's what I, I really want to see trucking be cool again. That's awesome. Good. That's a great story. I, I mean, I, I didn't. I, obviously, with the, the the truck driving industry, it's obviously evolved a lot over the last mm-hmm. ten years, and so helping to usher in that that new generation that's evolving with it as far as tech and education right. is concerned. So setting up those foundations and those pillars for success. What are, I mean, obviously COVID has, has changed a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, of the way that we operate, but what are a couple things that, that you're thinking about today that you weren't thinking about 12 months from, 12 months ago? I didn't realize, you know, 12 months ago when COVID first kind of landed, I didn't realize, and, you know, being in the industry all my life, I knew how big of an impact and how important the industry was, you know, how much of a heartbeat it was. But I remember I, I, I was on a road trip from North Carolina to Georgia. And during the time, I'm talking about the straight lockdowns. You have to have a note in your, your, your possession that you have to give to a police officer just in wow. case to tell them what you're, what you're supposed to be doing. And I was on my way down to Georgia, and I noticed there was not a car on the highway. But the entire trip, it was just semi after semi after semi after semi. And I'm like, wow, you know, that just gave me the affirmation. So maybe it's not a, a standpoint of something I didn't know, but it was an affirmation to see, you know what? I'm in the, I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be. We've got to make it cool. We got to bring it to the forefront. And even at that time, you know, you saw folks at the truck stops giving away pizzas and say, hey, welcome. Thank you, truckers. Like that was a little cool moment, but we don't need moments. We need cool lifespans. We need cool. We need a we need a cool culture and I want to see that cool culture that's uh, amazingly well put so what are where, where can people follow your work and and follow what you do because obviously you're, <laughs> you're you're educated on the industry and there's so much knowledge that people can get from you where can they learn more they can go to our website www.innovativelogisticsgroupllc.com follow us on Instagram we do a lot of work on Instagram at Innovative Logistics Group and on Facebook at Innovative Logistics Group and you can follow me personally on LinkedIn of course Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adam. It was a pleasure talking to you and learning. I I mean, there's just truth bomb after truth bomb. I was trying to tell myself (laughs) to shut up after a minute. (laughs) No, I appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on FreightWaves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bremley, and I will see you real soon.